Chris Friesen. Hello, Ben. This is kind of the beginning of the end, man. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. This is what I know. You got, you were slaying Slurpees <laughs> on the midnight shift. Yep. And then you got robbed at knife point, and that was kind of the end of that chapter. Yeah. Yeah, so it ended with me never going back to that place ever again. Uh, and you yeah. told me after, you were, you were saying, you were like, man, that was the worst job I've ever had. But what I do know is you told me about, you haven't told me any stories, but you said uh, that you had two other jobs and one of them you said was like the most miserable you've ever been at a job, so... Oh yeah, I um yeah, I completely forgot about that place. I try not to think about that place as much as possible. That was that was the place I went after uh this next segment. Um it doesn't really matter. I can mention it now, I'm not really there's nothing really special there. It was uh after Toys R Us is where um where I go after seven eleven. Um I went to this place called the Shoe Company. Now this is the most disorganized company I think I've ever worked for. But they own, like, everything. They own, like, all of... So many of those cheap shoe stores. Um, I don't... I can't even off the top of my head remember any. Payless Shoes. No, not Payless. Payless is family-owned. So, uh, any of the fa- family-owned companies, like Payless and Softmock, are not owned. But all the bigger ones, like the Shoe Warehouse, is owned by their company now. And all of these other like little type, those type of cheaper box store shoe places. I'm Ben Grenell, and this is Character. Episode 14, Accidents Happen. So, uh, yeah, so this place, I go to, I start working at this place after Toys R Us, after, you know, after five, five and some years being at Toys R Us, I just, I was like, I need out for reasons, we'll discuss them, but I need, like, I need out, so then I work, go to this shoe company, and they're, like, really excited for me to work there, and I've never sold shoes before, and I remember my first day there, it was like, it was like, okay, go sell shoes. And then basically the manager who was working there at the time, um, she basically was like, you know what? It's like, just go out there and sell shoes. Basically, I'm like, so I'm, so one of the coworkers, I was like, so basically I have to bullshit my way through selling shoes. And they're like, yep, basically you bullshit your way through selling shoes. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll, I can do that. I'm like, oh yeah, that sole on that shoe. Man, that's a really good salt. I had no idea what the hell that shoe was made out of. Like, they basically said, if you really don't know, pick up the box and just read off what's on the side of the box. So that's what I did half the time. So you were training to be Al Bundy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's what I did. But then they put me on a Saturday. And I don't know if you know what a mystery shopper is, 
I mean, they had yeah. them at Toys R Us, but they had them at the shoe company. And I was hired as a manager at uh, the shoe company. So, like, I, you would think that the manager would know what the hell they're talking about, right? So this couple come, came up to me. I guess. I, I actually remembered them. There's this couple that came up to me, and they asked me spe- very specific questions about shoes. And it was very busy. And I was, like, showing shoes to people, and I had no idea where the sections were. I didn't know where the women's uh, pumps were or the the freaking, like, child's dress shoes. I didn't know where any of that stuff was. This was literally, like, my second day there. And so I'm, like, just helping people like crazy. And these people are asking me about about these, I guess, I think they were hikers. They were hiking shoes, actually. And I'm just, like, I don't know. I'm, like, I don't know. Uh, I'll get somebody that knows or something like that. And I don't think I ever went back to those people. I got a zero, a zero on a mystery shop. <laughs> like, like you failed. I failed zero. Like I've at Toys R Us, I I never failed a mystery shop. But at this place, I failed it my first time because I didn't go back to these people. It was terrible. Um, but the reason, and and this continues. <laughs> at being the sh- at the shoe company, so like, um, first of all, my manager. Just to get this out of the way, my manager, she, um, she was really strange. She was really weird. She had a weird attitude towards everybody. She was much older, so she would never work the till. Boy, boy, these tills were ancient. Like you couldn't do anything on them that wasn't programmed currently on them. So if there was like some sale or something, you had to do magic and work around to make these tills work um and it was a oh man okay so they're considered a paperless company i feel like i'm ragging on the company right now but it's worth it no no it's cool so, so <laughs> they, they were called it. a paperless what up said i'm enjoying it <laughs> yeah so they're, they're considered this paperless company right but at the end of your shift you have to close the store right i swear i swear i don't i'm not religious anyway but i swear to something the skateboard god that there is a at the end of the day when you're about to like pack up and go home the printer prints out like you know those packs of white paper you get oh, from yeah. the store or whatever it it pretty much prints out half that at the end of the day in just sheets and then it prints out like receipt paper with receipts beyond receipts i'm like this is so much for a paperless company i mean we had this binder with these stacks of paper in it that you had to like fill out at the end of the day anyway so they're not a paperless company, even though they say they're a paperless company. Um, so my manager, uh, that was like above me, the director or whatever she was, the store manager. Um, fast forward a bunch a while, and it was like at Christmas time, and uh, what happened was, she just took, she just quit. She just like took off, didn't tell anyone, didn't do anything. We showed up at work. I had keys, so I opened the door, and we show up at work. I was late because well, – no, I wasn't late, but the store was opening late because I was sh- scheduled later. I get there, and she's not there, and then we don't know what's going on. We try to call her. We call our DM, which is the biggest wench I've ever met, and then nothing. Like, this woman just disappeared. And then since I was the manager – and and – and let's just take this in perspective. I was at the shoe company for maybe less than a year. So all this is happening in like less than a year. So I went, 
so I, I went in and I called the DM, and then after a couple days of me just you know running the store, but we didn't. I don't really know how to do any of that stuff because I've never been trained on it. I've never done any of this stuff before. I've never sold shoes before. I've never had to manage a staff that was completely filled with girls. Like it was just so many girls. There's one guy, actually two guys. Sorry, there's two guys. But most of the time when like I was working, I was working with the part-timers, which were all the girls. <sighs> so I keep getting these calls from head office. They're like freaking – at first the lady was so nice, just super nice lady. She's just like, oh, like the transactions at the end of the day, your till counts aren't matching what we have on file. Can you figure this out? I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. So I go through everything, and I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely. It was like spot on like every day that I was leaving. And every day that the other, like, whoever the key holder was leaving. So then I'm just, I'm like, okay, well, whatever. For, so, like, a couple, like, weeks, maybe, like, two weeks, actually, she keeps calling me and saying, like, and then at the end of it, she's just, she's just mad. She's like, Chris, she's like, this is not adding up. Like, the what we have here and what you have written down is not adding up. Figure it out. Figure out what's going on. And I'm just talking I'm to myself. I'm like, what do you mean figure it out? I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't even know how to do any of this stuff. Like, I don't I don't know. No one's shown me. No one has come here from head office to show me anything. Um, the manager from the other uh, shoe company, she was helpful. That woman's amazing, by the way. She was really nice. She helped me out with a lot of things when I was there. But she kind of helped me, but not really at the same time. Um, so I still had no idea what was going on. So a little bit forward... And uh, we find out that she f she fucked off with deposits from our safe. She took oh, three the, of the deposits. The manager. Yeah, the manager took three of the deposits and just straight fucked off. So we figured out from the bank statements, as soon as, I guess what happened is they hadn't gotten the bank statements from our, like, till statement, because we have to, like, type in the till at the end of the night, and it just gets sent to our head office. So they compared the bank statement that they got finally to what the till was, and they're like, a whole three like days worth of money is missing. I was like, well, this makes complete sense. Our manager just like disappears, doesn't answer her phone, and then three of our our um, deposits are missing. We're just like, well, she must have stole them. So that's our assumption. Is that this woman stole these things, these deposits? We still haven't heard from her. Um, so basically, at that point, I'm still running the store. Now, at one point, I did see this woman on the bus, and then she talked to me, but she said she didn't like. She was just like, "Oh yeah, I'm running a woman's store now, and all this other stuff." And I'm like, "Hold on a second. In my head, I'm like, "I don't really want to start this on a bus," but like, I'm just like thinking, "You." You stop showing up at your job. You haven't given anyone like like me or anything a reason why you left, and now you're talking about how you're working in a woman's store. It's like haven't the cops found you yet? Like shouldn't you be under arrest for stealing money from a company? Anyway, so there's that. So this is where it kind of like goes all downhill. Um, from this point onward, I got harassed and bullied constantly by this uh by this district manager she was awful she would i was her slave and the thing was 
I was in some pretty financial state at this point. So, like, I needed this job, and I couldn't do anything about it. Like, I couldn't just quit and be like, oh, well, this woman's whatever, uh, terrible. And I was too scared to go to, like, HR or something like that in fear of losing my job. So this woman treated me like her slave. She made me go get her Starbucks. She, like, threw shit around. She yelled at me in front of my employees at the time. And, and, and I'm a stand-in, stand-in uh, manager, right? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not trained on any of this stuff i'm barely trained on the till um so yeah she like emotionally broke me to the ground and i would fear every day going into work that i would you know be harassed by this woman she would she would call and harass me when she was there she would harass me it was awful she was she was a wench um but then we what was this lady's problem like was she older than you or she was she was like um the same age as me i guess maybe a little older she was just like the most boring woman ever like we when she came here we would always like me and the girls would always go out so we'd be like hey like while you're in the city because she wasn't from here we'd be like hey come out with us and she's like nah i'm just gonna sit in my hotel room and read a book i was like well okay at the time i'm like that's real boring and you're like 25 years old so you should probably come hang out um but yeah she she just she was on a power trip. She was on a huge power trip. Plot twist: uh, shortly after I left the shoe company, she got fired for being as being her. Um, <laughs> she, she got fired real quick. Um, but but shortly after, like she, uh, eventually they got another director in there, and I felt so bad for this woman because um, she like the thing is it was so strange because when I. I worked at Toys R Us, um, people listened to me. Like, if I told them to do something, they did it. At the shoe company, it's like, um, what happened was, I guess that this store went through so many managers so fast that the employees just lost all hope in any of the managers that that came there. And they just treated all the managers like outsiders, like shit. So they treated, like, I'd be like, hey, uh, Catherine, go, go take the stickers off the ground. She'd just be like, no. I'm like, no. She's like, I don't want to do that. I'm like, well, it's your job. You have no choice. She's like, fire me. I'm like, all right. Well, I guess in that case, don't clean the floor. And like, these people were just awful, awful, awful. All of them were like that. Um. So yeah. And then there was this woman that came, and she was super nice. And then the DM introduced her as the evil one. She went to head office to train for this job, and she's like. Oh, if you guys act up, she's just going to fire you guys. And I was like, at first, I'm scared of this DM in the first place. So I'm just like, okay, um, sure, I just won't upset her. Um, eventually, she turned out to be really cool. She was really nice to us all, and um, she got the same treatment I did. I felt like I went through my waves, so everybody kind of liked me then uh, after a while. And like they just treated her like garbage, and like she would be crying after work when I'd be with her and stuff like that. It was terrible. She was a nice woman. She didn't deserve that. Um, oh, man, I almost forgot the story. Holy shit. Okay. So, this is a little bit of a, a working there story. One of the most disgusting stories, I, or one of the most disgusting things I've ever had to deal with in my entire life, I think. Um, uh, parents might think otherwise. So, there was this one day, I can't, I don't know, 
what day of the week it was. But I don't think it matters. But I was working, and this man came in, and he had this. He was a bigger guy. He used a cane, or he used yeah, he used a cane, and he had some kind of problem with his feet where they were like really, really swollen. So he had to um, basically only wear sandals all the time. But he wanted shoes. And, I mean, this is the perfect place to go. We had, like, four wide, 4X four wide shoes for, for, for people. Um, so he came in. He's trying on shoes with his grandson. And this guy is so nice, super nice, telling me all these, like, cool stories about when he was younger and how he used to run around and, and do cool things like that. I don't know. I can't really remember the stories, but he told me some cool stories. But, okay. So then he's like, our, so there's a, it's a big, long building, and at the front is the till, and at the back is our warehouse and the public bathroom. So he's like, hey, Chris, um, I found my shoes. Um, ring them up with my grandson. I got to go to the washroom. Where's the washroom? And I'm like, oh, it's in the back corner. So I go to the till, and I ring up the shoes, um, and I think I gave him a discount. And then he 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 kind of waddles back to me, and he's like in tears. This old man's in tears, and I'm like, I'm like, what happened? He's like, are you all right? And he's just like, Chris, I am so sorry. I'm like, what? He's like, I had an accident in the bathroom. I was like, oh. I'm like, you know what? This happens. Don't worry <laughs> about it. We'll get it cleaned up. It's fine. He's just like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. He's crying, and like, I just felt real bad because there's so many people around. It was, I think, it, I think it actually was a weekend. Because I think I remember it being busy. And I'm like, okay, well, I better go see what's what happened. This dude murdered the bathroom. This dude, he must have, what happened is he must have sat down. And I guess he was too far back when he started to go. <laughs> and it literally went, shot like a rocket. Up the back of the toilet, on the ceiling, over the walls. It was one of those like really small bathrooms too. So like the toilet and the sink were like right next to each other, and then the soap dispenser was in between the sink and the toilet. And the to- and then the like, garbage can was on the other side of the room. It was real small, like maybe four people could fit in this or five. I don't know. Anyway, so it's all over the walls, all over the toilet, all over the all over the soap dispenser, all over the sink. It was. <laughs> everywhere this guy had obliterated this bathroom <laughs> he painted the walls brown literally painted the walls brown I, I, what movie is that from uh, is that is, oh ooh, is that a uh... bad grandpa no 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 um dumb and dumber when he goes to the washroom and the dad comes up and he's like you shit there is shit all over the walls i don't oh, know yeah. i think that's daniels dumber. Yeah, Jeff Daniels. Yeah, um, I can't believe I remember a movie quote, um, or partially. Anyway, so this everyone is... everyone is clapping for you right now, including me. <laughs> Silent clap. Silent Note clap. to self. Uh, so this this like this guy had destroyed this washroom, and I'm working with all girls, and I'm like. Are we going to call head office? Are we going to get a cleaner in here or something like that? I don't know what to do. And everyone's just like, no. Give me a break. 
Say call I had to, head office. I had to call head office for everything because I I didn't have anyone else to call. Um, this was uh, sorry. This was before uh, the new manager came in. So I think at this time I was still the the stand-in manager, being belittled by this demonic DM. Uh, anyway, so, so l- let me get this straight. You get robbed at knife point, and you're unsure whether you should call the police. But some man takes a poop in the bathroom, and your immediate reaction is to call head office. <laughs> Well, I'm like, I'm not cleaning this. Like, I, I, in my head, I know, I know for a fact that no one but me is going to be the one to clean this up. And I'm just like, it was so bad that I thought we were going to need a cleaner. Like, we were going to need a professional to come here and deal with this situation. And let me tell you, it definitely needed a professional cleaner to do this. Because, okay, so let's let's take in perspective. Back room of of the shoe company, bunch of shoes everywhere, and a bunch of like winter clothes and stuff that's left by people. So we have like saran wrap to wrap boxes, so when they're on pallets, they don't fall off. So I saran wrap myself. Like I put on this sweater that's been sitting back there. I took a toque and I cut holes out in the face to make a face, so I had a mask, and I just like was wearing like ski pants and I just saran wrapped myself. I was like, I'm not getting this anywhere on my body. This is not happening. So you I'm made just def- a plastic suit. A cover I made myself suit. a plastic suit. By the way, real bad idea. As soon as you start sweating. Oh, that was not fun. So I'm clean in this, right? And I get in there with my bleach and my bottle, and I think I got super high from bleach because, man, I closed that door and I was bleaching the shit out of everything, no pun intended. And then I took apart the toilet. There was there was shit in the screws where the toilet seat attaches to the toilet. I took the entire damn toilet apart. I couldn't get underneath the toilet bowl deep enough to get it out. There was it was everywhere. There. It stained the walls. After I bleached the walls and got it off, there were there were there were silhouettes. It was like, never mind. I'm not going to compare it to that. But there was stains on the walls. It was nasty. Oh man! So that was like one of the worst days of my life working anywhere. <laughs> my God! But oh, you man. fixed the situation. I fixed the situation. The guy left. I spent hours cleaning this thing. I went home, and I'm pretty sure that night me and Sheen played caps because we were living with each other at that point. And I was, just, I was mentally just in a place that I never thought that I could get out of. Oh, it was so terrible. I I don't even want to think about it. Like, it scared me to go outside. That's how bad it felt. Like I was just terrified of everything. Um. And was that your last job before the place where you currently work? No, actually, the place after fixed it a hundred percent. Like the place that I went after this place was like it was amazing. It just it, like the best retail job I've ever had in my entire life. And the funny thing about it is, it was also selling shoes. It was just a weird transition. So I ended up going to Softmock afterwards. Um, I applied, um, I applied for a, it was a, what was it? Assistant manager position. I got it. Um, but the woman 
obviously I got it. The woman that interviewed me, she actually, in the interview, she's like, why do you want to sell shoes at a different store? And I was just like, let me tell you about my experience at the shoe company. And then we just went on and on and on. We basically had like a five-minute interview and then talked about just like how bad that place was and just like life in general. She was really cool. So yeah, after uh, the shoe company, I ended up going to Softmock. That was amazing. Like the people there, I and worlds collide. Like I started working there, and um, we just hired this girl, and it turned out to be. Remember when I talked talked about the the crack house, and yeah. how um, the guy that I was living there had a girlfriend. Well, he eventually ended up like breaking up with that crazy girl that like hated me, and then he started dating this other girl. And she lived there as well, so like we were all really good friends. And uh, and like this girl that just got hired, like I didn't see the see them have the interview. They always have it in the middle of the mall for some reason. Then she came in for her first shift, and I'm like, Lil, and she's just like Chris, and I'm like, this is such a weird small world, because it was the girl that the guys and Gimli, the the crack house, his girlfriend that I had known. So, like, our worlds just collided. I worked at Softmock with this, like, Gimli friend. It was crazy. It had, it had been a bunch of years since you were living in Gimli at that point. Oh, yeah. Like, it had to be at least seven, five, six, something like that. Long time. So, like, and we hadn't seen each other in a really long time. So it was just really, it was really weird to uh, to see her. So you worked there for a while. It was a good gig, it sounds like. And then, did you go back to school, or when did that happen? I know we've yeah, kind of skipped so, the whole Toys R Us thing, which sounds like it's super important, so we got to touch yeah, on that. But yeah, we'll we'll get we'll go back to that. Um, yeah, actually, I worked at Softmock. Um, it was great. I made good money there, but it was something like I I, I realized when I was there, the girl that I was dating at the time was a huge influence on this. Um, I have, we were completely different people. Like she wanted the white picket fence and like the house with the really good paying job and all that kind of stuff. And I was pretty, I was pretty okay living in a grungy apartment on Osborne and, and just like, you know, barely getting by living paycheck to paycheck. But then like, she's just like, you know, if we want a future, you kind of have to think about what you want to do. And I was like, okay, well, okay, whatever. And then I kind of looked into things and actually, when I went to go see a counselor about school, I had gone to go to talk about uh, welding. I wanted to become a welder. Don't know why, just had some random interest in being a welder. Um, but when I got there, uh, the woman, her computer wasn't working. Like, something wasn't working. Oh, it was that stupid glitch that everybody gets where um, their um, exclamation mark or period or something turns into a different icon and everybody freaks out like it turns into a weird shape or there's like symbols above the keys i don't know what that glitch is called it's just when you change the keyboard type um so it's just like oh don't worry about it like this is it's an easy fix so i helped the woman and and she just like pauses for a second and she's like looking at my welding and she kind of like looked at me and i i still look super nerdy i mean like glasses and and I don't know what else I was wearing, plaid shirt or something. But it was like, um, yeah, it was also my birthday. I remember it was my birthday going to um, see this. So she had wished me happy birthday. Um, but she's basically pausing, just like, you want to go for welding? And I was like, 
Uh, yeah. Um, oh, we also talked about something else. Uh, she had a wave keyboard. Like, I hadn't seen one of those things since, like, man, like elementary school. Do you remember those things? Those wave keyboards? No, I don't. They're supposed to be more ergonomical. So, like, instead of the standard keyboard, it, like, was split down the middle. Oh, that bad boy where it's, like, independent hand typing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was supposed to be more efficient and more ergonomical for your hands or some shit like that. Those are weird. She had one of those. Yeah, so I was like, man, I haven't seen one of those in, like, ever. And we talked about that. And then we get back into, she's like, oh, so you want to go for welding? And I was like, yeah. She's like, do you? And then she caught, she totally played me, like played me super hard. She like did some stuff on the computer and she was looking up some, like some things. And she's like, she's like asking me questions about computers and like what I knew about computers. And I'm like, oh yeah, you know, like I know quite a bit about computers. It's like, it's like my main interest. It's like, I do a bunch of like PC, personal computer gaming. Like I do a lot of that. And so she's just like, okay, you know, and, yeah, okay, okay. Clicks on some things and asks me a bunch of questions. And then she's like, hold on, I got to go print out something. So then she brings me these like papers and she's just like, no, you're not going to school. She literally just says, you're not going to school for welding. You're going to school for computers. And I was like, what? Okay. Um, all right. So she gave me a bunch of choices and I was like, um, I, want, I was like, okay, well this one, cause they were going to help me out. Right. They were going to, it was like a student aid or something like that. So I, I was like, I wasn't going to disagree this woman, whatever, I guess really, if I pushed it, I probably could have done the welding thing. So you, yeah, anyway. let, you let some random person you just met pick your future, your future but the thing is, like, career the problem, in schooling the, for you. Yeah, she definitely did. But deep down, I knew even coming out of high school, I was like, if I'm going to do anything in my life, the only thing I really know that well is computers. Like computers are the thing that I know. And it's like, I hate computers. I absolutely hate computers. Um, and I went to school for computers and I still hate computers. Like I, I like them, like I like using them to play games and watch videos and do whatnot, but I hate everything to do with computers. I hate, um, I hate programming. I hate binary. I hate networking. I hate all of it. Um, but that's what I, I ended up going to school for, um, at the time. And I thought, oh, you know what, maybe I'll go through the school and, um, it won't, it won't be that bad. Maybe I'll I'll learn to like it. No, 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 no. That didn't happen. I still got frustrated learning the HTML side and all, and C plus plus and all that stuff. I hated it. Absolutely hated it. Um, but I was top of my class, so there's a plus there. Um, failed the mock CCNA exam for anybody that really knows networking or might not know networking. I. Uh, I, I just remember their one question being like, um, this is whatever, multiple choice question. Uh, five of these questions are right. There were 17 que uh, answers there. Five of them were right. I was just, as soon as I saw that, I was done. I was like, you know what? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not even going to bother. It was 90 questions for 90 minutes. And one of these questions, like I did a, a previous question. It was subnetting. I know technical terms, but... Um, it was for subnetting, and that took me like 10 minutes to do. That was 10 minutes of my 90 minutes that I had just wasted trying to do the subnetting thing, and I'm pretty sure I got it wrong. I think I did a class class A instead of like a C or something like that. I can't remember the terms. Anyway, I digress from you know stuff that people actually know. Anyway, I went to school for computer networking technologies. 
to answer your question in short. And you, that's where Cody went there too, right? No, actually, Cody went to Red River for the same thing. I Wait, where did you go? I went to Herzing. Oh. So I yeah I I went to like a private college I guess public but private I don't know paid an arm and a leg paid quadruple I don't even know how much quadruples I paid over Cody um, and then I got a degree out of it and he got a certificate because his was only he, his was like three years but he only went one year mine was like six years crammed into one year so. That's why I couldn't work at Softmock is because I needed to quit my job uh, because it was full-time school, like eight hours a day at school um, in the classroom, and then eight hours again, and then like this, uh, not probably not eight hours, but a lot of extra hours in homework. So that's why I had to leave Softmock. So you left Softmock, go to school at Herzing. Yeah, and then that's when you got your most recent job. Yeah, and this is the most frustrating thing, though, about it is I spent probably a good year searching for a, like, a computer-type networking job, and I couldn't find anything. Um, you need to not – they didn't tell us this when we signed up for the course, but once you get – and if I did research, I could have figured it out easily. But once you graduate, you get a degree that you took the class, you need to take for every little thing – you need to take an exam. The A-plus exam has two, two parts to it, and you need to pass both parts to get your A-plus certification. It's like $300 an exam each time. If you fail, you have to pay another $300 for that exam to get your A-plus. Now, now it only lasts three years. I'm losing all the non-technical people now. But... uh. Yeah, so it was ridiculous. So for CCNA, I had to pay for the exam if I wanted to take it. For A+, for network security, for all these things, I needed to pay to take extra um, exams to get sort of certified. And it was just, I hated it. I didn't know that going in, and I wish I did. So you could have been a welder, but instead you became Millhouse. Computer nerd. <laughs> yeah, Millhouse. And, yeah. and then... Um, I landed the job where we currently are from a friend, but not really at the same time. What do you mean? <laughs> not really a friend or you didn't really? I didn't really get the job because of him. Um, he, he's, a, he's this guy that I knew since kindergarten, before kindergarten. Um, and we stayed relevant on Facebook and I was looking for a job and then he was talking to me. Um, sadly, he's an alcoholic or he was an alcoholic and we used to play like um, games like World of Warcraft together and so eventually every year or so we would talk to each other and catch up and then one year he's just like yeah I work at this place and um, he's like you should apply and I'm like oh what what do you do and he, he told me what he did and I'm just like oh man I'm totally qualified I can definitely can do that so he's like he talked to the manager which you know the guy that hired me um, he uh and then he's, well, sorry, he said he talked to him, but then he's like, oh, just go online and apply. So I was like, okay. So I went on and I applied, and then um, that manager had called me for an interview. And then in the interview, I was like, oh, so you know this guy that, I know this guy that works here. I've known him since I was a kid. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that guy. And I'm like, hold on a second. I thought I got this interview because he talked to me. 
But no, in reality, what happened is I applied and then I got the interview. So, kind of I got the job because of him, because he told me about it, but I didn't get the job because he worked there. Can you guys hear me? Samurai guitarist. Hello, hello. Sounding good, man. Nice. Nice and clear? Very clear. That's my specialty. That's why you guys uh, reached out to the best in the business. That's right. Chris Friesen, check this out. Yo. Samurai guitarist just dropped a vid, which I know you haven't seen because you just told me off the record. And he gave us a shout out. It was a Q&A vid. It was pretty sweet. Hey! Oh, yeah. You know what else he did in the Q&A? What else he did? He talked about some of the things that you talk about where you tell us stories about places that you've worked. Oh, yeah? Which is what we just talked about in this last this last recording. And he told everybody one of the crazier stories I've ever heard. So I think Samurai Guitarist has to fill you in on that private sesh. Here we go. All right, so I'll do my best. Uh, one of the things that I do in my videos is I edit them down because I tend to ramble on a lot about things. So I'm going to try to keep it short and sweet and wonderful. But uh, I did a Q&A, and somebody asked me, they said, do you have any crazy stories from working in the guitar store? And so instantly one came to mind. This happened, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. I was working at the Long McQuaid in Winnipeg back when it was on Stafford. And uh, if you guys remember, if you've ever been to the Slong McQuaid, there's a specific section for acoustic guitars. And when you walk in, there's like a big window, and inside this little room, there's acoustic guitars. So I'm working. It's Thursday, maybe 11 a.m. or something. And this guy walks in, and he's, he's wearing overalls. He's wearing overalls and no shirt. So this is interesting to begin with. He looked like he had just come off the farm or something. I don't know. Then he walks into the acoustic guitar room. Oh, I should also mention he's carrying a massive bong. <laughs> so he walks into the acoustic guitar room, and one of us is like, hey, did you see that guy walk in there? That's kind of sketchy. And so he goes, and he's playing his guitar, and everything's going on as normal. There's family shopping and stuff like that. And he's playing and just hammering away at his guitar, and then he goes to stand up. And the thing about the overalls is they're only connected by those two little straps that go over your shoulders. So I think you probably have an idea of where this is going. He stands up and these straps have shifted. He stands up. His overalls fall right down. And he's standing there. And I can assume he's probably pretty baked at this point, And he's standing there naked as the day he was born in the acoustic guitar room. His massive bong right beside him. And there's like family shopping and... I'm just like looking at him and like thinking to myself, oh my God, what do I do? I hope nobody saw this. And so that's the tale of a big bong, no pants. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know what? All I can think about with big bong, no pants. What's up? Is that big bong, no pants might need a pair of custom made pants that fit him a little bit better. <laughs> uh. And if that's the case, should pro- probably head on down to F Apparel, fapparel.com. Big Bong No Pants can enter promo code <laughs> character, get 20% off, 
all those savings on those pants let's let's say the pants are $99 and he saves 20 bucks he can put that to some new glass and buy himself a new bong so he's got new pants and a new bong 20% off enter promo code character fapparel.com can't go wrong you know where else people should go samurai guitarists Ah, uh, they can go a lot of places, but I'd like them if they swung by my, my YouTube page. www.youtube.com slash Samurai Guitarist. I'm going to tell you why people have to go check it out. Not just because you put up great content and I'm not trying to blow smoke here. I know Chris Friesen's a huge fanboy and he raves about your stuff, but... My man. That original you put up was sweet. What was crazier was the video that explains how you scored or wrote the music to uh, the original song. So from a technical standpoint, if anyone wants to see technical guitar stuff, uh, Samurai's got it. If you want to see sweet takes on, uh, on like his own takes on, on covers, um, well-known songs, he always puts a, a very interesting spin. But I'm telling you, man, that video that you did that was explaining how you wrote that original song was mind-blowing where i was like uh, how does this guy even think of this stuff absolutely blown away thanks guys uh, i also have a i got a cool one coming on friday as well it's another original song written entirely using alternative musical theory so it's a pretty weird and wacky th- sounding thing but uh tune in for that should be a good one over my head over my head but yeah definitely go check out youtube.com backslash samurai guitarist subscribe show him some love watch his vids comment on them if you don't like them let him know if you do like them show him some love but uh same goes for us if you do like what you hear we love when you reach out and let us know and write a review too if you don't like it let us know too write a review that's sweet and uh hey i know one other bit one other bit i've been thinking about obviously thanks to uh to intro music by delicate beats and and uh, me and molly for the theme song but one bit that i wanted to start dropping at the end of uh the the credits here was just talking about some of the podcasts that that i'm into that are maybe some of the uh, less well-known independent ones um and any ones that you two want to share as well but there's a, a new podcast i started listening to called beginner and it's a super, super well-produced uh, podcast. It's out in New York, and it's about this girl. She's about, I think she's about 24 right now. Um, she originally is from Pakistan, and she moved to the U.S. when she was... I'm going to screw this up. I think she was, like, around 11. In between 9 and 13, let's call it 11. Anyways, she talks about how when she moved here, she had different cultural norms... Uh, And as she tried to, I guess, fit into the North American lifestyle, um, she left behind some of her traditional cultural norms. But in the process, she missed out on a lot of like normal things like riding a bike or learning how to swim. So anyway, she started this podcast called Beginner where she's documenting in real time, like every single... Um, day or every week she documents these things that she's learning to do that we take for granted and it's a really neat uh, look into how somebody can see the world through a different lens and and documenting their journey uh, 
in real time. So everybody go check out Beginner Podcast, uh, just Beginner on iTunes. Show show Misha some love and Misha and the crew producing that cast. Really well done. Short episodes, easy to digest and uh, great story. So show them love too. That's all I got for you.